Today's daf Mesechisoita is daf Zion. We have three points in today's daf. The we start at the Mishnah at the top of Zion Amud Aleph. So the Mishnah here continues actually with the procedure following Kino Stira once she's become a Saita. So the first point in today's daf tells us what they would do with her following her becoming a Saita. They would bring her to the, the local Beisdin. And the local basin would send accompanying them, meaning the husband and wife, to Yerushalayim, to Talmidei Chacham. Rabbi Yudah disagrees, you don't need two Talmidei Chachamim to go with them. So the Gemara goes on and explains that our Mishnah, although it appears to be a raya to two statements of Rabbi Yudah Marav regarding the halachas of, of uh, Yichud, the Gemara refutes that they're not actually, our Mishnah is not actually a support to those two shitas, and the fact that there's two, as well as the fact that they're Talmidei Chachamim, doesn't imply that it, it supports those two shitas of Rav Yudah Marav elsewhere. The Gemara then goes on to explain that there are actually three shitas, Rav Yehuda and Rav Yossi are similar shitas, regarding if there's a necessity to have two Talmidei Chachamim or not. Rav Yudah and Rav Yossi use Kal to say you don't need them, but the Tanakama says you do. And uh, the Gemara clarifies Rav Yehuda's opinion if it's a Pasuk or if it's a Kal but the Chachamim maintain ultimately that you do need two Talmidei Chachamim accompanying this woman and, and her husband to Yerushalayim. The second point of the day is what they would do in Yerushalayim. So they brought her up to Yerushalayim, and then there was a procedure of intimidating, encouraging, and uh, essentially cajoling her into admitting her guilt in order not to erase the name of Hashem. So the Mishnah tells us if she would admit her guilt, she'd be divorced without a ksuva. If she wouldn't, so then they would start the process of saita. And they would start to shame her, um, tearing her clothing, undoing her hair. Rebutus says they wouldn't do this if she was attractive because that would cause hear her. We'll discuss that in the Gemara. Um, other things that they would do, remove her fancy clothing, etc. And then the Mishnah says if anybody wanted to come see, and women specifically, they could come see, besides for her avadim and shvachos, because liba gaspa, it might give her confidence and she wouldn't admit, even if she was actually guilty. The Gemara says... <clears throat> Uh, it explains for us the Mekar that it would have to go to the base Then Agadol, it's Ixer Shava from Zokin Mamre. And then the final part of this second point is that the Gemara clarifies they would only encourage her to admit and not drink before they erase the Megillah. But once they already erased Hashem's name, then already they would actually force her the opposite to, add, to go on with the process and not to admit. We'll discuss that later in the Masechta. Last point of the day here, two, two, two ideas really. First, the Gemara explains to us what exactly they would say, Dvarim Shalagada and that she Enam Kedailishmoya. So her Hiva So it refers to the story of Yehuda and Reuven, how they admitted guilt when they had done something wrong. And the Gemara clarifies what it was that they had done wrong and how we know from the Psukim that they admitted from the Brachas of Mesh Rabbeinu, and uh, it gives us the idea from that. Final point is is that the implication of our Mishnah by saying Shoivar. Shaveras uh, Ksuvasa implies that she would write a receipt and give it to her husband, implying that he paid, even though he didn't really pay, but that Lemaisa, would, she would have to write such a receipt and not just tear up her Ksuva. This is actually a point of debate. Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yudah says in general, there's a Malvan Aloive. The Loive is allowed to write for the lender that um, the the uh, the um, excuse me, the, the lender is allowed to write for the borrower that the debt was paid. 
excuse me, Rabbi Yudah says you don't write that. Instead, you just tear up the document. Rabbi Yudah says you do write a receipt. So our Mishnah, by using the word shoiveres, implies that you do write a receipt, which seems to be a support to uh, Rabbi Yudah and Akash on the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, because otherwise it would have said mikaras. So the Gemara gives two pirchas to this. Abayi says, the way you explain the Mishnah is mikaras. That's really what it means to say, is really you don't write a receipt. It just means you tear up the receipt. That's what the, the, the uh, ksuva, you tear up the Ksuva, you don't actually have to write, she doesn't actually write a receipt for the husband to hold on to. However, Rava says that it could be even like Rabbi Yehuda, you don't have to change the girsa to Mikaras, but rather we're talking about a scenario, it's a place where they lived, that they didn't have a Ksuva, and they relied on Tanai Beisdin, they relied on the conditions of Beisdin. So since they didn't have a Ksuva, the only way to validate that he, he actually doesn't owe her a Ksuva is by her writing up a receipt. But in a scenario where there is a Ksuva, Rabbi Yehuda would maintain his opinion that you wouldn't just tear up, you would just tear up the ksuva and you wouldn't write a receipt for the husband to hold on to. We're stopping the bottom of Zion and Mudbez, but as is Hashem, we'll pick up tomorrow with Dafkas.